Our guest is Adam Helway, who's an interactive designer, digital marketer, a social media consultant. He's a technologist, and he's also the CEO of Secret Sushi Creative. Adam, welcome to Punch Media and Marketing Made Easy. Good morning, Erica. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you here. It's been so long since I've actually seen you, so it's great to... Um, Great to uh, actually see you in person and, and in have studio, you on the show. Right? Yeah, you bet. All right. So um, let's start with the absolute basics when it comes to digital marketing. What is it? Maybe you can give our listeners a definition. Sure. I think, you know, nowadays uh, the term social media gets the most play out of everything. But really, uh, digital marketing is a kind of an over-encompassing uh, discipline in marketing that takes on uh, everything from social media to uh, simply uh, your website, uh, search engine marketing and, and SEO, so advertising on search engines as well, uh, mobile advertising, uh, using applications as a method for uh, marketing as well, so using mobile applications uh, for both tablets and, and mobile devices. So for the most part, it's it's really this all-encompassing um, discipline of using connected devices, the internet, and digital mediums to market your company. So it's a whole new realm because, you know, advertising used to be uh, television, radio, and print, and that's really what there was. And now with the advent of the internet and uh, mobile devices and technology, this whole thing about digital marketing has just exploded and is really the new realm of the way businesses can go about promoting their themselves. Um, so I'm a little bit curious about the the benefits and differences between traditional marketing and digital marketing. And what are some of the advantages of digital over the traditional marketing that advertisers may have been used to? Sure. Uh, you know, for one thing, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it's it's reach is very very different than say uh, something like traditional marketing where in, in a lot of cases uh, it might be governed by uh, a certain region that you're marketing in uh, something like uh, television or something like that it's cost prohibitive also in that sense or if you wanted to reach a lot of people on something like television for instance it would cost pretty good amount of money it would it would actually keep some of the uh, smaller and uh, medium-sized businesses out of that uh, range uh, of being able to reach farther than maybe a specific local uh, market. Uh, so cost and scalability, um, your ability to measure it as well is is quite different and, and being able to manage uh, what you're actually spending in, in relationship to its effectiveness. So if you take a look at something like uh, advertising on Google, so search engine marketing, or even doing similar social ads on something like Facebook, you can be very, very specific with what your budget is on a on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, uh, and, and so you can actually kind of uh, tiptoe your way through uh, – feeling out and getting to know if you want to spend money in those uh, different avenues uh, a little at a time rather than kind of just taking this chance uh, and, and, you know, blowing a, a bunch of cash all at once. Uh, so I would really say it's about scaling. It's about being able to take a look at costs and about being able to to uh, even uh, more effectively measure it, it ultimately in the end to see if you're actually getting what you pay for. You know, and I think the measurement key of this is so important because companies always want to know what's the ROI, what's the return on my investment for something like this. And one of the complaints that I hear all the time about some types of efforts like social media, for example, is that it's very difficult to measure ROI. So when it comes to digital marketing, you're mentioning that it's actually easier to keep track of the results. 
Yeah, I mean, so there's different components of it. So when you think of something like social media, there are some elements that you can uh, draw a direct line from what efforts you're doing to dollars or to an end result. Uh, you take a look at some of the things that you do in regards to branding yourself um, in traditional marketing. If you have, say, uh, a billboard out on the street or some other sort of uh, display advertising, you can't always necessarily correlate exactly the impact that that billboard has on its own because that billboard, for instance, is part of a greater uh, set of components. It's a, it's part of a greater branding effort. It's one of the many things that people see out and about and interact with out and about. And of course, interacting with something like a billboard uh, is is something that's far less engaging and, and likely has far less impact than, say, interacting socially with somebody uh, on, a so, on a social network, uh, being able to have kind of a more human feeling behind it when you're talking about, again, social media specifically. Uh, so in that sense, I think it really depends on what you um, uh, kind of juxtapose it against uh, when you think of traditional marketing. Uh, but things like uh, search engine marketing, you can see how many leads you have coming in, for instance. So it depends on what part we're talking about here. Some are, are have more direct correlations with uh, whether there's a return on the investment, and some are a little bit uh, farther from uh, from that. Sure. Okay. Makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. Our guest is Adam Helway, who is the CEO of Secret Sushi Creative, and we are talking digital marketing this morning. If you have questions, you can call us live at 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. So Adam, let's talk a little bit about mobile devices and their impact on the world of marketing, advertising, and then commerce in general. Um, where do you see things going with digital marketing when it comes to mobile devices? Uh, well, I mean, it really is the future of, of digital marketing uh, for, for a number of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, there's been some studies over the last six months that have shown that uh, Internet usage by mobile devices will eclipse desktop and you know laptop computers uh, in 2015. And uh, what that means essentially is is that more people are going to be accessing the Internet versus, with their mobile devices, both their smartphones and their tablets in 2015 and on. It's, it's going to uh, continue to be the primary uh, device and means that people will be accessing the Internet. Uh, and studies have also shown that there is a large percentage of individuals who are using mobile devices to find what, what they call real-time or in-time information. So when they need to find information about something right then and there, they're using it their mobile device predominantly. They're usually out and about, and that's the reason why they're doing that. Uh, and, and so essentially it's a it's a huge consumption device, uh, uh, mobile devices, and usually there's a lot of context in comparison to sitting behind a desk and being there with your laptop or your desktop computer. Having a mobile device in hands provides a lot of context to both the user and both the advertiser or marketer because now you've got a device that tells, uh, it tells uh, the, the device is telling you where the person is, uh, what time of day it is, uh, what might be a around them, uh, even information on that device that, that's telling you who they are socially, if they're connected to social networks and, and, and so on. Um, so there's so much bundled into that device that the device is not just about whether I'm accessing the internet or not. It's actually about uh, having kind of a snapshot of who I am as a person and what is around me and where I am and how can how does that feed into being more accurate uh, and providing better information that's more relevant to the person in the end uh, when, they, when you want to market to them or interact with them. Sure. Fantastic. All right. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we have a call from Steve in Menlo Park, who's curious about why invest in an app. So Steve, welcome to Punch, Media and Marketing Made Easy. Thank you. Yeah. You know, we, we know that a lot of people are, are, are doing apps and we're trying to reach more of our, our mobile customers. 
And I'm just trying, I would like to know if Adam thinks that uh, investing in an app makes uh, sense for business. Yeah, thanks, Steve. So uh, I think there's a there's a couple different avenues to go with that. I'd say, I'd say one is you know there's there's what would be considered native applications. So these are applications built specifically for a platform like Android or for iOS, and uh, there's an investment that that happens with those. And if that investment uh, that investment can sometimes be a little hefty. Um, and so I, what I would say with that would be uh, to decide what is it that return on investment in that sense that you're going to be getting out of it. Some brands can really make sense investing in a native application uh, for branding efforts. So something like, I think it might have been Ford recently that uh, that invested into doing something for the Super Bowl where they created a completely different application directly related to what was going on for the Super Bowl and the Ford brand. And that's great for them. It's great to brand their uh, themselves, but it may be cost prohibitive for a smaller company. Uh, another thing to consider if you don't need, say, the really rich functionality of, a, of an app is to think about something called responsive design. And so what responsive design is, is it takes the website uh, that you have, that you love, that you've spent this time branding and putting content into, and um, actually conforms it a bit to a mobile device. So rather than, say, switching the whole theme or creating a whole separate website, you, you retain the branding, uh, you retain most of the, the content because you're not actually changing the content at all, and then the uh, the website actually conforms to that mobile device. The advantage of that is, is, is one, you're making your, your information already accessible that you already have on the, on the web accessible to folks on mobile devices. Uh, you're not removing branding, which a lot of things like uh, when you're using WordPress or something like that for your site can get replaced by really ugly-looking themes and things that are just uh, uh, removing everything and switching your whole site to a whole different uh, format. Uh, and then you can also prioritize content and features for mobile folks uh, if you want to. So if you take a look at responsive design, look at it on the web, uh, you'll take a look and see you know what are the best practices and things and see some of the sites out there that are starting to do it. It's something that's only about a year old, year and a half old in the web design world. Does that help, Steve? Yeah, it does. Is, is responsive design, is that a methodology or is that a technology? I'm, I'm a little confused. Uh, it's a little bit of both. It's a methodology that uses uh, some of the existing web technologies that are out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's both kind of a philosophy and, uh, and an approach using certain technologies like CSS and JavaScript and HTML. Well, thank you, thank you so much. That really is helpful. Thanks, Steve. Great. Thanks so much for the call, Steve. And if you have calls about digital marketing or questions about digital marketing, you can give us a call live. The number is 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220 to reach us here at Punch Media and Marketing Made Easy. Our guest is Adam Helway, the CEO of Secret Sushi Creative. And Adam, let's talk a little bit about um, SEO when it comes to the whole digital arena. You know, there's so much conversation about search engine optimization when it comes to websites, when it comes to content overall on blogs and things of that nature. How does SEO intersect with digital marketing and is it still a factor today? Yeah, it definitely is, and 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 it's and it's evolving. I, you know, the first thing that I'd kind of point out to your listeners is there's usually three ways that people interact with your content online. Uh, one is that you tell them about it, so you've got, for instance, signage and things like that, or it's on your business cards. You send them directly there. The second would be social, so people refer other folks. You're sharing content, you're distributing it out there. Uh, someone finds it and, and says, "Hey, you should check this out." Shares your link and so on. 
Uh, and then the third is SEO. So people are actually actively searching for information. I think there's something uh, akin to uh, 2 billion searches per day happening on Google, for instance. Um, and so there's definitely people still using search engines. So if they're using search engines, then there's no reason that anybody should ever claim that, say, SEO is dead, uh, but it certainly is evolving. Probably over the last uh, year, year and a half, uh, Google has done more to change their search algorithm, which is kind of the holy grail of, of, of search and search marketing uh, and, and you know making sure that people can find your content. Um, and so they've changed their agor- algorithm quite a bit uh, and primarily uh, in, in the direction of reducing spam, reducing uh, things like um, – duplicate content, uh, folks that were doing things like grabbing other other content from other people's sites and creating content farms. Um, the quality of content now that Google requires is, is much, much higher and is going to continue to be much higher. So that's one thing that they've done uh, recently. The other thing is is they're uh, relying much more on what, would the, what we called social signals. And social signals is, for the most part, social media. So social media was not getting uh, really its, its, uh, its fair shake in regards to SEO in the past, and now is much more. For instance, Google Plus, uh, the social network that Google has launched, uh, is it's been shown that that being on Google Plus or having content on Google Plus and being active on Google Plus, um, although it's not the most thriving place in the world right now, it actually does impact your SEO. Uh, and same thing, even with being uh, participating on Twitter and so on, as they look at just like with traditional SEO, looks at links back to your site as essentially active endorsements of your content. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they look at now a little bit more. It's, it's starting to work its way in there that they're looking at social signals. So when people are linking and discussing your content in social media in the same way, it's an endorsement from third parties that tells Google, well, these guys, it, it makes it very hard for you to game the system because how can you basically get armies and armies of folks or maybe smaller armies of folks to actually endorse your content and share it? It, it must have some value if people are, are, are sharing it and finding uh, interest in it. Sure. That makes absolute perfect sense. So um, we've talked a little bit about trends and in, in what's new, and really it's mobile devices that are the latest, hottest thing when it comes to digital. And we only have a, just a couple quick minutes left, but I wanted to ask you briefly, are there any other trends that you see in the digital marketing realm? Yeah, I, I think the the term would be solo mo is the one that you hear as sol, so, uh, social, local, and mobile convergence of it. So rather than it being one or the other, uh, funny enough, we have a podcast and we call it solo mo because this is really what we what we go over the solo mo show and. Uh, the convergence of social uh, social data, social engagement, social interaction, social applications, and so on, as well as local. So again, I talked about the context of where are you in context to uh, to businesses and, and such around around you, and then obviously mobile and having mobile devices and being able to be uh, moving around and still have that connection to the internet. So. Anything regarding that whole sphere of social, local, and mobile is really the trend that is going to continue to blossom over the next, uh, I mean, however many years, I mean, for quite some time. All right, fantastic. And I want to make sure that our listeners know how to reach you. What's the best way to get in touch with you, Adam? Well, you can go ahead and reach out to me directly. Uh, my name is Adam, so Adam at secretsushi.com. And uh, 
uh, that's pretty much the easiest way. You can follow me at Secret Sushi on Twitter if you're out there on Twitter as well. Great. And your website is SecretSushi.com, yes. correct? Yes. All right. So SecretSushi.com or Adam at SecretSushi.com if you'd like to reach Adam. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for it's me. been great having you. All right. You're listening to Punch Media and Marketing Made Easy on 1220 AM KDOW. When we come back from the break, we'll get into round two of Punch where we'll be talking about social media best practices. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Erica Taylor Montgomery, and we'll be right back after the break.